The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. episode part of the kayfabe your home for pro wrestling talk right here on the bicbp radio network my name is matt johnson one of your three hosts alongside as always christopher chavez if you're some man what the chavez is cooking <laughs> excellent intro caddy might have to look out for that one uh-oh. um oh yeah i was right and on the other side all the way down south johnny townsend when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. That's I just want to do every wrestling theme song that That's way. <laughs> I'm a sexy boy. Dear God. <laughs> All right. So, everybody, welcome to Harley K. Fabe, where we talk pro wrestling. We got a lot of stuff to discuss today between AEW, WWE. I think Chris is having a... I don't uh, know, some kind of attack. You good over there? I'll cut it out. It's all good. Oh, you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> Laugh away. But, but do not cut out you saying you're going to cut it out. <laughs> I want people to be like, what Please are you cut do. out? I will Please. literally cut it out, and all you hear me say is, I'll cut it out, and then we come back. I love it. Could be a commercial break. Beautiful. <laughs> In the first minute of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you guys all doing today? Dude, it's uh, for wrestling fans. It's been quite the weekend week, right? Yes. Yes, it definitely has been. AEW, a going on. Uh, headlines, extreme rules. If you're fans of WWE, Raw and SmackDown were somewhat entertaining this week. There's a lot to talk about. They are. You can you can definitely tell there's been a uh, an increase in interest with, you know, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff kind of yeah. slowly taking over creative. You can tell there's a little something different going on. I mean, I... Actually, found myself turning it, turning it on this week. It was a little weird. But, Same here, uh, dude. Well, well, I yeah. DVR it, but I found myself actually not fast forwarding, right, and, and actually watching a lot of it. Some of it. I mean, I think overall SmackDown continues to be the better, you know, brand. We'll, we're going to get yeah. more into that part later, but um, yeah, I, th- I think wrestling it's it finally turn. It, it's for at least for WWE's perspective, it's finally turning around. They're getting increases in, uh, you know, viewership, which is huge. It's got to make some of their, you know, stockholders happy, and it's generating a little bit, you know, a little bit of a buzz. Didn't we Things- say that though? Didn't we say with what's going on with AEW, it was a good thing, right? It was going to be the kick in the ass that the E needed to start being a little bit more creative and just like stop doing what you've been doing. It's t- super stale. Do something different now or or do something that's going to just inject some sort of interest, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it did take them a while to kind of figure it out, which was, you know, it, we're like, oh, you know, is this, is W, they're really reaching for the bottom of the barrel. And I, I actually, like, 
I'm not big on this special show that they have planned next week. I'm really not. Wait, what is it? Am I miss? I, I must have missed it. Stone it's like Co- a Legends. Yeah. Show. Oh, the, a legend the show. Raw reunion, basically. Yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. It's, I saw that. I think it's kind of like I don't know. Like nothing screams desperation more than that, bro. It's a. It's me. literally a gimmick for a promotion, right? Yeah. It. it That's exactly what it is. is. It is, and it's just oh, it's just. It's so sad. Like it, it just derails the whole show. Like the whole direction of the show. It always, it always does. It's like when they used to have the raw, the the special raw guest host and all that. It just the whole show becomes revolved around this reunion, and you're not working towards your main storylines. It always happens this way. Yeah. And I highly doubt anything is going to change. Yep. I over under on uh, one time Ron Simmons saying "damn." Damn. <laughs> it's hmm. going to happen, right? Oh, it's got Obviously, gotta. right? It's got to. It's going to be somewhere, you know, just some weird <laughs> location in the backstage area. It, and it's, it's a, it'll be a weird walk-in. Like, it'll be like Alexa Bliss talking to Nikki Cross, and they're they're planning their next move, and he walks in, and they look at him, and he's just like, well, damn, and just walks out. That's it. That's all he's going to do. So, it's so awkward. It used to be funny. <laughs> it used to be funny. Now it's just it's just super awkward, and it's like. Yes. But, but you know what? He gets a payday out of it, so power to him. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's I how guess. you do it. That's exactly how you yeah. say it, though. You just say, you know what? I mean, take advantage, bro. You're you're. Who's gonna fight a man from getting his money? True. I mean, look True. at Virgil, right? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You know pay what? Me. Pay me. I'll do pay it. Me. Pay me. Pay me. I'll do it. Can I get I a know. dollar? You get to say two words, and that's it. Walk by awkwardly. It's about as whining <laughs> as the Electra movie. <laughs> oh, God. That's amazing. Oh. So, yeah. So, there's a lot happening, right? A lot's going on with the E. A lot's going on with AEW. Uh, what are we going to call them, dude? The A? The A and the E? I don't know. Do they have a... I don't, I don't know. know right? We'll get to it the, at some point. It'll come in time. It'll come. Wouldn't in it be time. the W technically? Because isn't it the last letter of WWE's E? So we call it the E. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, we could, right? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. We do quick we'll we'll, we'll like play that. with it. We'll play with it. We'll see what kayfabe copyrights there. Uh, all right, but <laughs> let's get to some of the news that's happening this week, guys. Uh, speaking of AEW, and at least the tie to AEW, uh, one of the things that's happened uh, over the past couple. Um, pay-per-views or big shows they had all in was their big one right they had that where was that one again i can't remember was it chicago i think it was chicago uh they also yeah it was it was yeah yeah right uh but all in also had basically the um the con of cons for wrestling fans right like the it's like it's like the mecca for wrestling fans it's it's a it's a con that they call starcast uh with two r's um, in reference to Starcade, uh, R.I.P. Dusty Rhodes. But this thing has been basically tied with AEW, and every time they've had a very big show, um, you know, all in, double or nothing, they've had a Starcast, Starcast 1, Starcast 2. It's a whole weekend where you can go and check out, you know, panels of wrestlers, meet people, signatures, pictures. Um, there's vendors. It's, it's basically the, the New York Comic Con for wrestlers or, or for wrestling fans. Um, Starcast three, which is coming with all out, uh, that's coming up in Chicago in August, literally just announced a name that will be showing up on the day of the pay-per-view. 
Big name. Big name. Johnny, your favorite name. You love when you hear this <laughs> chant. When you're watching oh, yeah, WWE, old. any pay-per-view, something you're totally actually invested in, when you start to hear this chant, I know it makes you pop. What's the name? Oh, my gosh. Uh, CM Punk. <laughs> I thought you were going to just chant it. CM Punk. No, nah, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> you just like? Do you just like him? Like what? I don't. No, no. He just hates that people do that. Quite the opposite, honestly. I was a big fan of his. I really like. I mean, obviously, I like. Honestly, overall, I like his promo style the most. Uh, he's very talented. I like the guy a lot. But then, you know, after all these years, and it's like, you know, he's just. I don't, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Like if if he likes you, uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to go about it. I yeah, loved it, the but, performer, but when I met him, I wasn't very. He was yeah, kind of a dick. But he kind of comes off uh, <laughs> kind of dickish at times to me. Uh, never met him, so that's just me purely from yeah. uh, looking from afar. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, like I met uh, Colt Cabana a few times. Always had pleasant interactions with him. So technically, I guess I have to say I'm Team Hashtag Colt. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I like hashtag you know, Cabana. Of, yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah, hashtag Cabana, and they're kind of suing each other right now. I think so. They, uh, Ooh, they let's start an ugly breakup. But um, can we can we start uh, that Harley kayfabe one hundred percent promotes hashtag Cabana? There we go. <laughs> like we we're Team have, Cabana. We could we could possibly do that. I don't. Know. I'm gonna make Harley kayfabe T-shirts. Uh, team hashtag Team Cabana. If anybody wants them. Hit me up on an email, BICBP. Well, let's be careful with that. He'll probably sue. Cabana probably sue. Well, us. I will probably send him would. part of the proceeds to pay for those uh, legal fees. Did you get? <laughs> did you guys see the the news today about uh, with with Colt that Art of Wrestling's coming to a close? Yes, dude, podcast? he's ending it. What the? Yeah. I didn't listen to it. I saw. I so this is one of the few wrestling podcasts I listen to. There's maybe I can count on one hand how many wrestling podcasts I listen to, and his is one. Uh, and the last episode I saw that uploaded said, "Please listen." Uh, and then I saw a headline that he's ending it, so I'm assuming that's what the whole podcast or that episode is involved uh, is involving. What the heck? Why did it say why? He, you know what? It, it's he could be just exhausted of it. it I mean, it's he's he trying to change his format. Uh, he's talked to a lot of different people, a lot of wrestlers, yeah. and I mean, it's it's tough to to keep a vested interest in something. He's been doing that for. What yeah, ten years yeah. now? Oh, oh heck yeah, yeah dude! A long time. Maybe longer and I get than that. that. So, I get that. Plus the grueling schedule of you know indie wrestling, international travel. I'm sure he's got it, a pre- it wears. He's on got him. a pretty. I think he's got a pretty lax compared to a lot of others. Like he's he he keeps himself busy, but he makes so much per appearance. Like he his his schedule's not. He's not doesn't have like a contract with anybody. He just kind of shows up, and, and I think he's got a pretty good. But but yeah, it's it's probably burnout. You know what I mean? It's it. We all like, go through. We all go through it. Yeah, I like to think that it's it's. He he looked at his two his two options, right? Uh, his podcast or five dollar wrestling, and he picked the better of the two. No, yeah, I'm just yeah. Kidding. He's a great commentator on there, so I have to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> he and Marty DeRosa. Uh, but what do you guys think of the CM Punk though coming up to Starcast Three, dude? It is I, big news. It really is. Yeah, I have to agree because, you know, for the longest time it was rumored, it was said that he would not show his face around wrestling anymore, like he was done. Yep. So this is a big step forward, and who knows what could come of this. You know, it, it could mean a, it, it, just hypothetically, it could mean that CM Punk might be getting the itch again. I mean, the, the fact that he's broken his golden rule for the last five years mm-hmm. and is willing to come out and talk wrestling. 
yep. is um you know it's 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 a big step forward. You might I, be bored, and I think what, it, what if what if what if his one thing about showing up at this is that he never talks about wrestling. Oh my god! Can you imagine he's j- here just as an MMA fighter and just wants <laughs> yeah. to talk MMA? Yeah. And that's, that's not a it. conversation. I w- if I were him, I would not want to talk about that. <laughs> Never. Or just tattoos, right? He just wants to talk about uh, hockey. He loves hockey, so we'll talk oh, about hockey. Oh, there you hockey. go. There yeah, you he's go. a huge hockey fan. Uh, okay, I want to ask you guys this. Are you willing to be a part of the buzz, the speculation, that the fact that the only appearance he's making is during the day of the night that All Out is, you know what I mean, the pay-per-view. There's this speculation now that, Uh, well, here you go, right? Here you go, though. He's going to join AEW because maybe he was sitting back saying, I'm not going to do that shit anymore. His experience with the McMahons, with the whole whole thing, left such a sour taste in in his mouth that he was like, this isn't going to happen. I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to put myself through this again. But now he sees what Cody and the boys are doing on this side of it. He's seeing, you know, the the shows that they put out, the few ones that were free, the one that the couple that were pay-per-views, the talent they're bringing in, the storylines they're telling, the freedom they're giving, the insurance that's provided. Do you think that's enough to make him say, and like you said, Matt, it may, it's almost like getting that little bite, right? That itch that goes, hmm, I wonder, I mean, it can't, I mean, yeah, it sucked, but what if this is better, right? What if this time around it's a different experience? Because I'll tell you right now, I do know some people who are uh, contemplating returning to the ring because this time around is a different experience. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I, 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 I'm with, I I'm with Van on this. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it could be. I mean, why why would he want? He's definitely not going to go back to WWE. Like that, that's no, out of the not question. At all. Never. He will never be acknowledged. He'll never be a Hall of Famer. He'll never nope. have a DVD line five, ten, fifteen, at, twenty, at thirty least, years from now. Well, I would say at least as long as McMahon, a lot of the McMahons are still alive, right? I I could see maybe in the, in the I, way I think future Hall of Fame. Yeah, I see I in the way future. I see Triple H understanding what it means, right? And and see, but, Triple H yeah, is but, one of those guys that's what's best for business. True, I think but CM Punk Fame, does not like Triple H, though. He doesn't like he Triple doesn't H like as much anybody. as Vince. <laughs> no. Tr- tr- yes and no, but, I mean, I, I feel like he's not going to be one to sell out his values to come back at the expense, right. at, you know, for and make Triple H look like this totally. big savior who mended a, a burning bridge. You know what I mean? I agree. I, I, I don't think... I don't think that's going to happen. I, really I agree. Don't. But what I could see happening is Triple H doing it, saying that the WWE is going to do this. And you know what? Look who looks like a dickhead is CM Punk not coming up to say thank you to all my fans kind of a thing. So but we're still going to we're going to represent wait, him. Wait, you know, wait. You're, you're telling me that CM Punk might look like a dickhead or something. <laughs> this, this, is, this is crazy to me. I, I cannot I, even I fathom see, this idea. I think you'll see Triple H uh, take advantage of that and do it anyway in a yeah. spiteful manner. <laughs> that would be bad PR because I think a lot of people would – I think people listen to CM Punk more. Like if all they got to do is follow CM Punk on Twitter and if – you know, and, and, and I think they would still take his side. I, yeah, I, I, re- I really do. I don't think there's anything Triple H could say. There's anything Vince McMahon could say about the CM Punk situation that would make anybody, um, or at least a majority of people, take their side on it because it's yeah, very think- well documented the the ugliness that happened yeah, oh, yeah. and how things haven't changed. You know what I mean? The the 
People know, and people are spiteful. I mean, you see that there's a, this anti-WWE attitude. We all have it. You know what I mean? We're very AEW, and, and you know, it, we may say that, you know, we still watch WWE, but we still have this anti-WWE right. mindset where no matter what they do, it's like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Who yeah, books this right. shit? We all have that. So they are never going to win that battle. They really, truly never will. So, see, know, I'm I, hoping. I don't see a future. I'm, I'm hoping the change is going to come when old man Vince does go. I'm hoping that we're going to see some of the guys that that have, uh, you know, that were part of that injection of newness in the late 90s and into the 2000s that really helped the boom of wrestling again. I'm hoping those guys are going to be the ones that are going to be head of creative and what's happening after the old man's gone. And I will say, just to be fair, there have been plenty of times when a wrestler uh, people said, well, that guy's never going to come back to the WWE. He's never going to like, yeah. come to Vince and never going to talk again. And then all of a sudden, they're in the Hall of Fame now. So, uh, I mean, listen, I mean, I, the yeah. never say never thing, I think you really literally can't say that in in wrestling. But I I, I get what Matt's saying. Like, they had, oh, the yeah. ending was so terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, this is probably the worst of the worst we've seen in relationships uh, to the McMahons, yeah. right? Because, like, even Bischoff, you know, Bischoff, Heyman, these guys at some point came back regardless but yeah you're right i don't think we'll ever see uh punk accept embrace do anything at all with the e moving forward until the day he dies that's for sure no i mean see yeah like brent hart is you know all about the business making money and i i I, that's kind of what johnny was alluding to i'd imagine but i i don't think cm punk would sell out his happiness and for nope. for a potential paycheck, I, I really nah. don't. I mean, he had a lot of money available to him on the table. He was a big star, and he chose his own happiness. I, True. It, it, and, least, and, he's, and, and to be fair, he's also still making money today, suing his best friends. True. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's about to make some money in his appearance fees at Starcast Three, yeah. and, that, oh, and that's sure. the thing that's too. Like he swore wrestling off forever, never again, right? But now we see this thing, right? So. It kind of gives you that maybe possibility, but I, you're right. But, Matt, I can't see the E being one of those things that he's going to give up his convictions for. But to return to wrestling, to return to the love of the art, the, the sport of it, you know, the the, the athleticism of it um, from before he joined the E, right? Like, I'm sure he's going to ha- have no problem talking about that. I'm sure, guaranteed, 30, 40, 50 million questions about the pipe bomb incident and all these other things with the E will be coming up this weekend. But the fact that he's actually showing up uh, to discuss wrestling at a wrestling convention during one of the, let's, let's be honest, dude, like it's sold out in 15 minutes. One of the biggest wrestling events in the past, I would go so far as to say 10 to 15 years. It's it's a it's a big deal that CM Punk is showing up. So so who's ever got those bracelets, whoever has the passes to go to Starcast three, fuck, dude, you have got I mean, this is this is a big, big this is like a holy grail type of a deal. Right. Yeah, I would definitely say so. They were in for a surprise. I mean, right? This was was this the one that Undertaker was supposed to be at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Undertaker <laughs> no, and Kurt Angle. No, 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 no. I mean, it, was, it was the last one, the double or nothing one. Yeah, it was the last Las Vegas, one. Okay. yeah. Um, but I mean, even regardless, I think this is still a, you know, a, a big I, makeup for that. I would go so far as to say, yeah, I'd go so far as to say it's on the same level, dude. This is kind of like an undertaker announcement. Yeah, I would agree. Same level for sure. Uh, I, but, uh, also guarantee whether he, 
and I don't, I don't, I'd be shocked. I would be shocked if he does uh, show up on the actual wrestling show. Uh, they're going to get the chance all night long. Oh yeah, and plus being being in Chicago too. On top of that, that's just going to add to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'll tell you what. We all had the feeling that Moxley was going to show up at Double or Nothing, right? But there was nothing solid, right? It was only this thing of like, as a fan, you were kind of salivating and hoping and waiting, and it went all the way to the very end. But when he finally showed up. Number one, you popped, but then there was this satisfaction of being like, I knew it, right? I feel like we might get that with Punk. I really do. I don't know why, but I feel like we're going to see him have some sort of influence or something that happens at All Out. I, yeah, says, I, I man, I think so, I think uh, so too. I really do. I'm going to be the one who says you're both crazy. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's good. We have to, dude. We have to. Have, we can't all agree on the same thing. Or who wants to listen to this show? Um, so all out is going to be a big deal that weekend, but the show that led up to this was AEW's fight for the fallen was just past weekend in Jacksonville. It was a a show that they put on originally. It was going to be a pay-per-view, uh, but the idea they, they put it on because, um, earlier in the year, there was a big gaming like tournament there. Right. And some, some psycho kid, uh, some gamer that just couldn't handle the fact that he was pwned showed up and blew and shot up a bunch of people, killed a whole bunch of people. And it was a big deal. Um, a whole big outpouring of support came from all types of, you know, uh, all types of people in Jacksonville area. Uh, but when this happened, um, they decided the guys at AEW decided, you know what, we're going to put this show on for free, but all this, all, all the stuff we make, all the money we make on tickets, we're going to do, we're going to put all this money towards, uh, you know, the, the victims and the families and, and whatever, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, charity. That's that's. Yeah, I went to victims of gun violence. I believe that's what they called. That's what, what it was. Um, yeah. But Fight for the Fallen was their their latest pay per view. It happened on the Saturday right before Extreme Rules. Right. So, do you feel like this was a planned thing, or do you think it's it's one of those kind of Cody going up to smash the the throne type of things? Like, hey, we're still challenging you. We're gonna put on a show before yours. We're gonna offer it for free and let us show you how many people actually tuned in. It wasn't really. Uh, I mean, it happened on the same night that I think WWE's involvement with Evolve happened, right? Yeah. I think I'm right on that. So uh, they were technically in direct competition with them. It wasn't yeah. even the day before. That's right. You're right. Was so, Evolve, was Evolve is, I, now I don't know because I just saw the promos for it, but was Evolve a pay-per-view or was it just network? I think it was on the network, which is a big deal because they're not a, uh, I don't think they are, a WWE thing. I know a lot of the current uh, NXT and some of the main roster people obviously went through them before, but uh, it's kind of a big deal because it was Evolve on WWE on their network, and on the same night AEW was doing their doing their thing. I'd be interested yeah, to there was see a lot the of viewership. There was a lot of heat. I know. I, I know Kenny Omega wasn't thrilled with that idea of, of them trying to trying to interfere with that. Uh, with with WWE trying to do that, you know, saying how it's a charity show and this and that, but um, I still think in the in the end, it's still I think AEW won out over. Extreme oh yeah, Wars. I really I, I really truly do. I I haven't seen any of the buys yet, but I would or the you know any viewership data, but I would imagine that um, that they did. Well, I gotta say, I saw AEW headlines. I didn't really see many for Evolve, at least maybe, at least on where I was looking. I saw a few, to be fair. Right. To be fair and honest, I did yeah, see yeah. a few. Uh, it's just, 
I think really we just got to be glad that uh, there's so much good wrestling going on oh, right now that this yeah. is even a, a topic of discussion. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, but you know, AEW show overall from what I saw, and this has been a as of this recording, it's been like a couple weeks now, right? Yeah. Well, it was uh, last. So I'm trying weekend. to remember. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> it feels like more than that. Uh, I'm trying to remember everything that happened. Uh, I'll uh, throw some of the matches at you. Did you guys see Sonny Kiss and Peter Avalon, the librarian? Yes. The pre-show? Yes. Uh, uh, fun characters both on both sides. Yeah, yeah, I right. I mean, it feels like their pre-show, they're still trying to figure out. You know, it doesn't feel, it doesn't have the feel as uh, the pre-show for All In. But that was like the big deal, right? It was like you didn't see anything like this before. These guys are doing it for the first time. So even the pre-show was amazing. But these one, the last couple have been like, okay, these are kind of pre-show material. Um, did you guys watch Britt Baker, the Britt Baker uh, uh, tag team match with Rio against uh, Nakajima and what's her name, Priestley or pre? Yeah, uh, I watched some of it. I don't. I definitely watched uh, some of. I don't think I watched the whole thing. Though. I kind of went in and out because I was in the middle of working on stuff while it was on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about um, what about you, Matt? Were you watching pre-show? I did not get around to to it at all. But I, I just, I mean, pretty much just results and stuff. But you know, yeah. it's, they're very everybody just quality quality talent here. And then the the uh, the three on three: uh, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, Joey Janela against Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara, and MJF. Now, for me, this is immediately, this is a match that highlight. Uh, we already have, like, okay, so you know how with the E, we have the core cast, right? These are the guys that are shown on Raw and SmackDown, but then there's other wrestlers that show up at house shows. Sometimes they go to NXT shows, you know what I mean? Uh, for me, this three-on-three, three, all of these, this this is a core characters of AEW, easily. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I mean, these are some of the guys who have uh, are starting to get some name value too, like with the mainstream audience. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainstreamers now are buying into a lot of these guys. If you've not been following them on the indies, uh, I don't know how many of these guys have actually shown up in our area, Matt. I know, I know, MJF has for sure. Have we had Janella or or Havoc? Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. Sean Spears. Uh, because right, Sean Spears is from Niagara Falls, Canada. Yeah, I feel like he was around here. He's been around here. Joey Janela might have. Was Joey with Ring of Honor at, at all? No, he was not. So I'm not. I'm, I'm not entirely sure if those guys have made an appearance here locally. But overall, mainstream people who have not been following any kind of indies or any of the other kind of uh, lesser known promotions. The only guys they're going to really know out of this, uh, maybe Jimmy Havoc from the UK and Sean Spears, right? Like MJF, no, they'll know. Uh, they'll also know Joey Janela because you know oh, he fights yeah, yeah, Enzo yeah. at a concert at a Blink One Eighty Two concert. <laughs> How was that not part of our opening news, dude? I forgot about that fight. Not fight. Hashtag sorry. <laughs> Good lord! One of the greatest one of the greatest things to ever happen in our history is it just is that, me or does that fight does enzo just feel like that guy that like you're looking at him and you're like sad like really guy like you're that desperate right you have he feels to- like he always feels like he's trying too hard and i'm the only one oh, who thinks that god 100 <laughs> even when he thinks he's hard yeah, oh well, god that's, that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> anyway i thought this three on three was great because obviously i like every one of these competitors i think every one of them has 
uh, you know, an arsenal of talent behind them. They are they have great characters right now. These gimmicks for all of them, except maybe Sammy, because Sammy came out. I feel like in the first couple of events as a face, and now he's trying to be this kind of cocky guy, and it doesn't feel like it works. Uh, but overall, dude, at the end of the day, MJF for me is probably one of the best heels coming up. Uh, and then Sean Spears has this thing of like. He was so misused in the E that now he f- it feels legit, right? Yeah, I'm actually very happy to see where Sean Spears' direction is. And that's not because, you know, he's a local guy. He's He was severely misused. He had a very, you know, he was doing just fine on the independent level. Uh, actually, I think he took some time off, too. But he was doing just fine um, in the independent level. Now he's getting launched into a potential megastore. I, I know he had that chair shot with with Cody yeah, Rhodes. Oh yeah, he, chair he, shot heard around the world, man. So he's. That mean, I mean, that means he's getting the the looks that he he actually deserves. You know, the the, the notice, the uh, you know, the eyes on him. You know, I agree. The, yeah, yeah. I also think it's vital. I think other people, uh, if, if I was in the WWE and I was in the mid card. And I was and I was very curious about what else there was out there outside of WWE. I think I would be looking at him and see how he's treated yep. for a couple months and see how it goes for him. Yep. And he'd be a great example to either follow or not follow. So I think his career right now, if I was a mid card in WWE and I was trying to decide what I was going to do with my next contract, I would be paying a lot of attention to him. I agree. You know what I was thinking too is like we keep saying how the fact that AEW is putting this stuff out, right? They're putting this kind of content out, and it's it's kind of giving uh, the E a little kick in the ass to say, you know, step your game up, right? But I also feel like what it's doing for the indie scene is it's giving that same boost. It's making all these guys that are starting to come up and the newer guys that are thinking about wrestling, guys that are developing something right now, it's making them think, what's going to make me stand out so that somebody like AEW wants to pull me out? Because look at guys like Darby Allen, right? Um, he's already got a, a, a real-life storyline behind him that just adds to the gimmick. You've got guys like Joey Janela that have been making his name for a while on the indie scene, but now mainstream media knows who this guy is, so much so that he's he's almost like one of these kinds of guys that has un- understood how to use social media as well. He's so enveloped in, in – I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, but the, the guy is friends with Superhuman. You know who I'm talking about, right? But the oh, fact yes, that he do. knows who this guy is, they've been friends for a while now because back in the day, Superhuman hit him up and he just thought this kid was cool, right? Superhuman's making this comeback for some reason in social media that he's skyrocketing. The fact that Joey Janela has some sort of tie and plays into it. I don't know if you've guys seen him some of his last indie shows, but he keeps doing these these like elbow drops off these the the top turnbuckle and he makes sure to quote out that this goes out to my juggalos and juggalettes and then he screams out fuck this shit and drops it you know what i mean like it's making younger guys look at these guys saying this is how you do it to be successful and and it's almost kicking up a more i can't wait to see who's going to be the next name that comes out of nowhere right who's going to be the next mjf that can then run a mic Ooh, I mean that's a great question. I, I think MJF is is like a class. Like I think when I when I see him, I I think like a classic villain with a with a new age twist, and he's he's really really talented. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I mean, it MJF is only twenty two years old. Amazing, right? The char- is that all mind blowing? Just that's the charisma that the the the. 
just this the, the kind it's not even just the charisma that you're drawn to right and when the he boxy comes he out, is. yeah when he comes out and he's got that kind of smile at first the smirk it's the charisma that you want to slap in the face because the smirk becomes this kind of like fuck you guys you guys aren't worth my time okay i'm here because i'm gonna get paid <laughs> yeah and, and he's yeah he, he executes his promos well and he says stuff that you know, it really strikes people's nerves. It, it, he's really good at getting heat. So yeah. I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. He's quickly become my new favorite kind of wrestler oh, on the independent agree. level um, because of his theatrics. Because he's you know, and he's a, he's a, he's actually a really cool dude. So um, yeah, the the two times I met him at ESW was not that he was very friendly and incredibly. Uh, he was he was a, he was pretty yeah he was a good time. Jokes. Don't blow up a don't blow up a spot. Don't blow up. A oh spot. yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah. Keep it, keep it, keep it. Uh, I don't want this show to go for three hours uh, or a five hour. You know, WWE what, yeah, what pay per view. Uh, Let's just run through just... this real quick. What was your highlights for for this pay per view? There you go. That's what I was about to say. Uh, for me, uh, I was obviously really looking forward to the tag match at the end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Rhodes brothers to start with. I mean, their last match on their last pay per view was heart like it just everything uh, in my soul felt that match yeah uh so i really enjoyed it um i think the right team went over too uh, so overall i really I, I think that was my highlight but it might be just because i'm such a, a Rhodes nerd yeah that was that was good um I, I did like that ending and also right i think it's supposed to be the lucha brothers and young bucks coming up or yeah yeah i believe yeah, so. I so was yeah. that the matchup I, I it was one of those two i can't remember exactly who but um that should be that'll be something worth watching too and it's it's just crazy how it just keeps evolving these dream matches that you don't need you really don't need a story it's just hey we're wrestling that's and that's yeah, what it is i and agree it's working and people want to watch these matchups it's 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 pretty unbelievable I agree. I have to say, for me, one of the highlights is now we have the dream matches, right? Like we have the the Omega uh, Shima match. Um, yeah, that one was fantastic, by the way. Right, exactly. We have you know, and we have you know, you have Chris Jericho showing up, you know, and the things like that are the things we look forward to. You know, like you said, the the the, the Bucks and and the Rhodes. But for me, what what really is a highlight of this whole thing is I love seeing that, but it's this. It's the, I don't know, it's the excitement. It's the, this new taste when you start to see wrestlers that you've never really followed, but they're so good and captivating that you just, you want to, you want more, right? Like when you're done watching this, you go to YouTube and you start looking up more of their indie shows, trying to find where else have they wrestled. I want to see more of the stuff they've done. So for me, one of the big things for the evening was, I got to tell you, I love Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I love the boy and his dinosaur. I don't know what it is, but I <laughs> yes, love these great. guys, dude. I love these <laughs> two together. I, for, I love the Luchasaurus gimmick overall. I love the the mask, the green fucking shit in his mouth. His tongue's all green. Like, it's amazing, right? Uh, Angelico and Jack Evans, I've never seen those guys before. So when I saw them in this match, I was like, holy cow, like, these guys are amazing. Who are these guys? Um, so this is what was a highlight for me. Like, I loved watching... Um, you know, some of the guys already knew like Janela and those guys or the roads uh, or, or, uh, SoCal and censored, uh, uh, or hangman. But when I see guys that I'm not used to, but they, they spark that, like, it makes me feel like a kid again. When I first discovered wrestling and I saw a character that seemed bigger than life. And I was almost like, 
who is this? I want to learn the myth and the story behind this guy now. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I've been totally watching a lot of indie Luchasaurus stuff recently. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming a big fan of his too. That's one of my favorite things when uh, there's a when I discover a, a sort of a new promotion. And AEW is pretty new as it is. Right. Uh, of just the discovery of new talent and wrestlers to kind of look into and become fans of. That's it's always very exciting. Yep. So, uh, Matt, what did you what did you want to say in, in in regards to your thoughts? What was your highlight of the evening, or or what did you like about the the uh, promotion? AEW. Yeah. Yo, I kind of said it with that that oh, okay. tag challenge, the main event. So. Oh, okay, that was yours too. Yeah. All right, so that was Saturday, right? Sunday we had WWE's Extreme Rules. <gasps> Sweet, right? I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I legit. Well, here's we, the deal. We, Go ahead. <laughs> no, like we you were we were messaging trying to figure out this week's episode and I was like, Oh shit, I guess there's a pay per view we could talk about too. <laughs> Here's the sad thing. This is what I'm gonna tell okay, so when you see when, when we came off of AEW and Extreme Rules was there, there were little diamonds of potential, right? Because Heyman and Bischoff did their very best on those last week and a half week uh to to do what they can to, to drum up uh interest. Um, so there was a little bit of kind of like there might be something in here we might enjoy. But how do you start your pay-per-view kickoff with the Intercontinental Championship match between Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura? How is that your kickoff show? How is that the kickoff? People don't tune into the kickoff. Yeah, that's 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 something that should have been advertised, and I guess maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're trying to get this philosophy that hey, you have to tune in for everything, and sorry, sorry you missed out on it, but yeah, you, you know it, it's on it's on you for missing it. it that could yeah. be how they're trying the like they're trying to train the audience a little bit because um, that is a huge one. It, it should have been on the main card. It, it, you know, it could have main yeah, evented a Ross or SmackDown. You know, it, it was it was very. It's a dream match right there. Yeah, I agree. Well, also Finn Balor. Well, this is. I'll save it for the, uh, for the when we talk about Raw. But there is a, a psycho Sid going around about him. <laughs> so. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. But if you ask tease, me, dude. If you ask me, dude, um, it should have been Lashley and Strowman as the kickoff because I could care less. Yeah, it was a last man standing match, but do that. Do a last man standing as a kickoff show, and that what you're saying, Matt, would make a lot of sense. Make it amazing so people who did watch it talked about it, and it became this thing like we have to watch the kickoffs now because you might get a last man standing, or you might get a you know a a, a two two counts out of three match or whatever it is, um, an Iron Man match, right? So maybe watch your kickoff, but why? I don't know, dude. I just feel like that. Maybe they don't a, trust those two. Uh, maybe I mean maybe this Strowman Lashley feud isn't hitting off like everybody like they want to think it is. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm personally from... not invested in it. You know what I no, mean? I, I think La- Lashley's return has been lackluster. I mean personally, if I if I if they were like, announced that it was going to be Lashley and Strowman and Last Man Standing in pre-show, it would I would it, it would pretty much be me inserting that Squidward sleeping meme. That's, that's how little interest that you, no matter what the the match gimmick was that would that would not save it for me at all that would not make me want to tune in i know uh, but that's my point the, the kickoff is always feels like it's a throwaway i don't know i i i, I understand what you guys are saying and i'm not saying you're wrong 
But in the last couple of weeks, they've actually done a little bit with Strowman and Lashley to where I'm like at least slightly curious. I mean, they went through, they started that one Raw, yeah. the first uh, Raw, the first um, Heyman Raw off with a literal bang. That was, and it was a pretty awesome spot they did. And I do agree. And, I was like, I, I did think that was awesome. I, I wasn't on last yeah. week's episode, so I wasn't able to give my thoughts. But I thought, yo, this is actually pretty cool. It's a good way to start it. But it also felt like, but it does, this is a Heyman way to start a show, right? It's not a new cutting edge way. It's nothing different. This is a Heyman way to do it. It's still fun. I'm not going to take that away at all. Yeah, I, my point is, I think that kind of got people a little more interested than they were before. Yeah. Uh, and if we're being fair and honest, I thought their match at Extreme Rules actually was better than I was expecting. It wasn't, it's not the best by far, but. Oh, yeah, I for thought, sure. I thought both guys worked fairly hard in it. I agree. Uh, but I just feel like it, when 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 I see Balor and Nakamura, and, and I, don't, I don't know, guys, for me, I've always been an IC guy. Like international, the Intercontinental Championship for me has always been that kind of prestigious title. And I know it's not been that way recently, but it always will be in my eyes. So when I see that as the kickoff show match, I'm like, oh, how far you have fallen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It hurts. Yeah, usually it's a tag title match. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it's weird because – I, when I was wrestling, I was they used to have, these shows used to have pre-show matches, and you know while it may not be hyped up, the the idea was, hey, you're still kicking off this entire oh, yeah. event. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of look at it a little bit, a little bit more optimistically, as you know, maybe just yeah. a, a, kind of a bonus match that didn't fit on with their quote-unquote main card. I agree. But, but I just yeah, feel they, like as a booker, I'd want to give, yeah, if it's got to be the kickoff show, right? So I'm going to make sure there's two guys that have been working hard and have been working angles and a storyline where that first match is going to be a firework match, right? And it'll be literally like a, a Ciampa Gargano one match. And that's what's going to be my kickoff. Not a title match. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they also have a thing where, and a lot, it's not just WWE that does this, where they want to book up. By that, I mean like you start small yeah, and then like you kind of build upon that. They are not – certainly they're not always successful, uh, but I think that's kind of their idea when they go into booking. Yeah. Okay, so the rest of Extreme Rules, What was there anything that stood out to you guys? I'll just run down the 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 high, the, uh, the matches real quick. We don't have to go too in-depth. Following that first match was Gulak and Nice, and we, we knew that Gulak was going to keep the belt, right? Like that didn't seem like it was going to be anything happening. No. Right. Uh, Reigns, Undertaker, Shane, and McIntyre. Um, not bad, actually. You know, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought all guys worked really, really hard in this match. Undertaker looked much better than his last outing, though yes. he's though he still has that look of kind of like, come on, bro, it's time to hang him up. Yeah, he looks. He's got that look like he's you know he's older. Yeah, because he is. Yeah, <laughs> but I still love that he's walking that top, top rope. Oh yeah, that was very cool. That'll never get old to see that, to be fair. That's always a cool sight. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championship, Usos and Revival. Uh, Hard worked. Everybody worked hard in that one. Yeah. uh, Man, it was just, I don't know. Like, it it didn't stand out to me, but it wasn't terrible either. Yeah. I think it's the gimmick. It's the characters i don't yeah. know the usos have been felt the same the last couple of years the Re- the revival even though they're you know tag team champions they still haven't been put in the spotlight i i legit didn't even know that they were tag team champions to be perfectly honest with you um as it's been a couple of weeks since i've really paid attention or well probably longer than that but 
Um, you know, it's just, yeah, it, they just need to be more of a focal point. Uh, your champion should be front and center, you know, have that big-time feel vibe. It can't just be the Roman Reigns show all the time. It can't just be, yeah. um, you Braun know, some of these other running over everybody. Yeah, you, you have to, your champion's face or heels should be presented um, in a, just a big, with a big-time vibe, big-time yeah. feel. And yeah. neither of these teams, you know, they're, are really portrayed in that light. So it's kind of hard to really sink your teeth into. Yeah, uh, I agree. I tried to stay positive saying they all worked hard. So yeah. uh, <laughs> no, they did. They did. They definitely did. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this next one, I'd never realized how much I wanted to see Alistair Black versus Cesaro until this. I, I tell you when they, uh, when SmackDown aired the week before and uh, Cesaro was the one who answered uh, Alistair Black's challenge, like the way they presented the answer and everything was, I was, I stood up because it was like, finally. Yes. And I was like, I can't wait for this match. And it, to me, delivered. That was a great, that was a great fun This match. was the match of the night for me. For me, this was the match of the night. Yeah. Same. I agree. Yeah. Dude, there was so many legit, strong hits in this match. There were so many just, that black mask was, it, that wasn't, there was no pulling back on that. I don't know what it was with Cesaro, but he didn't he didn't like he didn't go with it as much. Do you know what I'm saying? If you go back and watch yeah. it, he took a fucking kick to the jaw and sold it. It was amazing. Yeah, uh, I'm all for them having a feud for a while. Yes, please. Like Not that. even a while. Make this a flare uh, steamboat uh, rivalry that goes years and years. This yeah, was so good. Because yeah. both guys, to me, really looked great in that match. Agreed. Both of them were highlighted. I mean, I know Black went over, but Cesaro looked very good in it, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, man, what a – yeah, I'm with you. This is, for me, it was also a match of the night for sure. Yeah, it's refreshing to see Cesaro get this singles push and be able to put on these matches yes. again and get spotlighted. Yep. Yes, it is. Then there was the uh, the handicap match, Bailey, uh, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss. Meh. For me, it was meh. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, the, the best part of this to me is the whole Nikki Cross thing. Yeah, like that's the most interesting part of this. Like yeah. her, the the storyline they got with her and, and Bliss is I've actually found at least entertaining. Uh, and it's kind of weird. I think out of all three of these women, like Bailey doesn't even come off looking that great to me, like storyline wise. Yeah, she's kind of a you know kind of a jerk. <laughs> I agree. It's a it's. Again, meh. And it's not a bit, again, it's nothing about that it's the women because there are a lot of women oh, no, that I'm all, all into. Good. But yeah, this yeah. this is just kind of like it's I'm just I just keep waiting for for Sasha to show up and start, you know, beating the shit out of Bailey. It's coming. Just get ready, guys. It's coming. I just keep waiting for it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> last one was la uh, the next one was last man standing Braun and Bobby and and like you said Johnny this one was a surprise because I thought it was going to be nonsense maybe Braun just kind of shoulder tackling him a couple times Bobby fighting back and then he would just uh, Braun would squash it and end it but these guys went like they went hard like these guys went old school yeah. like uh, hardcore match style hard yeah I agree it was way better than I was expecting definitely. Yeah, I was glad to see them get the you know some extra time too. I'm looking at the, these the times of these matches, and everybody, for the most part, got a pretty fair shake on the main yeah. show, except for uh, 
one of the other ones coming up soon. But <laughs> oh god, um, every, yeah. everybody everybody got a decent amount of time to really show what they were doing. So that's good. That's something AEW's been doing, and looks like WWE is moving moving that route a little bit more too. Nice. Uh, next match was Triple Threat. We had the New Day versus Daniel Bryan Rowan against Heavy Machinery. I didn't think the titles were going to change, but I wasn't really. This wasn't a match I was invested in. I got to tell you, I, I love, I love all these guys on their own when they're against specific people. But all these guys against each other, I was kind of checked out. I was checking my Twitter. I was checking, you know, Facebook while this match was happening. I was, unless uh, you know, uh, Otis was in the ring, and then I had to watch. <laughs> Pop! I freaking love that man. He can do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> unless he's Bill Cosby, but you don't want to go there. No, no, no! Please don't, please don't be a Bill Cosby, Otis. Just be the good dude I think you are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, that was my feelings on it. I was just kind of like, uh, and and even when the titles changed, I mean, I was slightly surprised. I was like, oh, really? They, that's where they went with this? Okay, so now the new day are all holding titles. That's cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine, and I love the new day. So this is no knock on them, but you know there was a time. One of the things that made me check out of wrestling in the mid two thousands was when Triple H was winning the title all all the time. Right, he kept winning it, and I even liked Triple H, but he kept winning it and winning it, and I just got tired of it. <laughs> like it's like okay, I get it, you can win. It's like the same thing with Charlotte winning the women's title. She yeah. wins it, and wins it, and wins it to the point where like I don't I don't care if you win it anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of there with the new day, which is weird because I legit like all the guys in New Day. I think they're all amazing. Yeah. But I'm ready for them each to get their own kind of singles push now. Yeah, it feels like it's time to break them up. Matt, what are you thinking? Um yeah, I mean we you know, that we do complain sometimes that that there are teams that break up too early. Um, you know, teams that split apart, but I, I think 5 years is has been long enough. Oh yeah. They are going to go down as one of the best factions. I mean, they've surpassed uh Evolution, the, you know, DX essentially they've surpassed a lot of these these factions that that just couldn't stay whole past a year two or three um so I mean there's there's a little bit of exhaustion that they, they, they have constantly reinvented themselves but um I could definitely I'm I'm okay with a little little split up there yeah, yeah. I agree and I, I honestly I think I think all three guys I mean Kofi's showing it now but I think all three guys can really excel in single stuff yep um and I mean Goodness gracious! Judging from Monday Night Raw, which we haven't gotten to yet, I think Big E uh, is definitely due for a big push. People are, are definitely behind him. Oh yeah, for sure. I just feel like I don't know when it comes to factions or stables all holding belts. I feel like it only feels right when it's a heel stable, right, or a heel faction. When it's all faces holding the belts, it almost feels like I mean, okay, cool. But right, the whole idea behind this is you want to cheer for the good guy you want to cheer for good versus evil so what is there to cheer for when they're all winning so i mean it's all right but i think we might be seeing the reason behind this and my thoughts my theories are we might be seeing the split of new day in the future because something might come up with this tag team thing and biggie might blame you know woods or vice versa uh but yeah dude when we get to it that that biggie thing i'm down because uh, it's looking it's looking promising. But the next match was the U.S. Championship match, Ricochet and AJ Styles. Uh, I'm cool with this, dude, because that we we've got uh, heel AJ now, right? And then we don't have Bullet Club, yes. right? We just have the club. But it's it's yeah, about they, time. They can't call it Bullet Club, right? They can't, and I don't think they would anyway. Because Bullet, you know, some people have negative connotations with that, right. understandably. Uh, but but I, mean, I feel like an NBA they, team changed their name from that. So. Yeah, yeah. I feel like though it was one of these things where we knew. It, look, you have everybody here. Why are you not guys doing this? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. And then they finally yeah, that's, did. That's how I felt. 
That's how I felt when they did it. I was like, finally, I've been waiting on this. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, this was a decent uh, match, dude. Awesome. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it was way more about establishing uh, establishing the, the club, I felt, uh, which they definitely definitely needed. They need to be a, a wrecking crew, really, yeah. in my opinion. Yep, exactly. Um, so I like this. And Ricochet, I mean, goodness gracious, did you see that uh, phenomenal forearm he took where he did the flip <laughs> with it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That guy, that guy is everything he looks so effortless <laughs> that's what's so ridiculous about it he everything literally he does he walks on like air dude no effort he yeah, walks he on air it's ridiculous he does yeah i mean it's it's cool to see like this is like a, a dream man ricochet wasn't around really when aj styles was um you know big on the indies kind of had that free open right. schedule so i think they gave ricochet the perfect you know this this feud uh, I think this would technically be his first feud, um, or at least first high-profile feud. I think this is the yeah. perfect guy for him to to really show off what he can do. Because AJ could still go, as we all know, and, and yeah. you know, he can he can do all the flippy do stuff with with Ricochet. The way so I look was, at this, I look at it as almost in the old school style of wrestling, right? So you have your face, you have your good guy, and what the idea is is to keep throwing the bad guys at him, right? And the bad guys that have a gang. So for me, the way I see this, it's almost like Ricochet is Sting, and AJ and the guys are the Horsemen, and it feels like they're 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 taking on this kind of role in a more updated way. But that's what we're seeing. We're seeing, you know, uh, you know, the champion lost his belt to the leader. Of, of the stable and then the stable continues to be a thorn in this in this good guy's side uh but for me the match was actually i enjoyed watching this one yeah same here uh this is a this this can be a really good feud a really fun feud if they let it breed some yeah this is kind of like the the alistair black cesaro thing i'd like to see this go for a while i could see this yeah. going back and forth for a long time um oh god the next one was just I got to tell you, I was surprised it was a squash. I really was. But we had Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler, uh, a 15-second match. Yeah. I mean, yes. Before we get too deep into this, I know, uh, you know, Johnny, you're a huge fan of Kevin Owens and his push. Uh, I mean, what have your thoughts been so far on, on Kevin Owens kind of rebirth? Stone Cold Kevin Owens. I, I was telling Chris in a text message not too long ago that I'm really torn on it. Uh the positives would be that I am a big KO fan. I think he's incredibly talented and he's really good. And I love that he's getting a push. There's no way I'm going to be mad about that. But I want him to be his own guy. His own guy is good. He doesn't need to be a Stone Cold clone. And that's all he is right now. Yeah. Right down to the finishing move and right down to who he's feuding with. Yeah, There's the storyline. They're literally regurgitating yeah. Stone Cold and Vince storyline from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so, man. I think it just kind of irks me because I think he's definitely good enough and he's got a great personality where you can just highlight that. Uh, he can kind of still keep what he's doing now with just change his finisher. Just let him do his pop-up powerbomb. It's fine. Why would you change that? It's easy for him to do. He can do it on pretty much anybody. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm really torn on it. Like, I'm really glad he's getting his push. I'm very glad for it. And and it's amazing. And I, I'm all for another uh, reign of KO as a champion. But, yeah, you know, I think that I think that's kind I, of the I end game this. at this point, and we're, yeah, with so with that, I mean, you don't overnight give him this massive put right because he was just heel, right? Um, you know, he literally just turned heel a few yep. months ago in a, in a yep. match with Kofi, and now he's back to this stone cold babyface role, like you say. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's there's got to be a reason. There's got to be some kind of 
you know something bigger than what we're seeing right now um not just a feud with with Shane McMahon and and you know whomever Dolph Ziggler but uh there's got to be something bigger at the end of the at the end of the road with all this yeah i agree yeah, you would hope so I agree <laughs> for sure. It's fun though. It's fun seeing him do that. But I feel like it's it has that it has the tones of Stone Cold too, right? But they also played into uh, something that that the smart marks are into. We understand the pipe bomb incident, right? So we understand when when CM Punk's going off, and then when he crosses the line, they cut his mic off. So when we get that going with 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 Owens, there's almost this thing of like. And which is great. And that's how you play kayfabe. Right. But it, 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 there's this thing of like, hold on a second. Is this going for real? Because I had a guy at work that I, that's into wrestling, watches it, too. And he was just like, can you believe this happened? Do you think this for real? And I kind of chuckled and I'm like, bro, come on, man. If you really think this is for real, the next thing I sent him was a, a picture of Stone Cold flipping Vince McMahon the bird. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that's the thing. They, 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 I, that that I, means it's working, though. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. I love that they tied into that kind of reality uh, of, of the pipe bomb incident in, in that they did that. When they cut his mic off, I thought to myself, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. This is good. And KO is, and KO is such a good talker, oh, too. Oh, God. He can handle... He can handle spots like that too. So, and when he screams, uh, yeah. he looks like a petulant child that's losing his shit. Like he is so good yes. at that. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, yes. I was surprised that this match was just literally 15 seconds. I was kind of disappointed because I I thought we could see a really good match, and we did later on in the week. It was pretty decent, but overall, I thought really like this. This is the that moment in the pay per view for the E, which has not disappointed in the past. I don't know, year and a half, two years now, where you go, wait, what? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, I guess it keeps us on his toes, to be fair, because I was expecting a much longer match. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, they get they, they lived up to their thing in which they keep you guessing. Next was uh, Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe. I got to tell you, I thought there was going to be much more to this than there was. Yeah, I think we're all, and I'm, I want to assume Matt is too. I'm maybe speaking out of turn for him, but I think we're all Samoa Joe fans here. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and I and I do love Kofi as well. I mean, do do not get me wrong. I love Kofi too, and I'm glad he he's getting some time with the belt because if anybody's earned it, he has. Uh, but you know, uh, Joe's quickly becoming that guy who you never believe is ever going to win the big one, right? Because uh, he just doesn't. I mean, he's a great talker. He's one of their better talkers. He's a great talker, and he's a great guy at putting other guys over. Man, he really sells yes. well for yeah. a lot of guys. Maybe they could be yes. a story arc, though, down the road, Johnny, that, that you I'm said that, that he is one of those guys that can't win the big one. And somebody can, you you know, somebody may or may not use that against him. Um, right now, I kind of see him in that Mark Henry role that we've we seen in the later years of, of uh, oh. heel Mark oh, Henry Oh, please role. tell me he's going to do a fake retirement because I would love that. Uh, <laughs> maybe not that much, but, um, <laughs> you know, the, just the fact that he's just this, he's a very credible threat. No matter, you know, people don't expect him to win the big one. And then that moment where, like, when Mark Henry beat Randy Orton, it was a shocker. Um, you know, Samoa Joe lights yeah. it up and actually has a really good run with the title. So that's kind of, that's I think that's where, I mean, maybe we keep saying this. We you know we just jobbed out to AJ Styles um, all summer last year. So I, I don't know where the direction is going. But I think if and when that moment finally happens, it's kind of, it'll mean actually mean something big. That's true. That's true. I agree. I'm I'm down for it too because I feel like, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's 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 time, dude. Like when I thought this match, when I saw this match was happening, I truly 
felt they're finally giving Joe his time. You know, it was going to take it away from Kofi and it would build the story of Kofi fighting to get it back, you know, going against the monster to get it back. Uh, but when it didn't happen that way, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. All right, whatever. Yeah. And so I didn't really are care. Guys, are you guys getting some, uh, when it comes to Kofi, are you getting some John Cena type vibes? A little bit. Or the, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and Can't this is him. not a, uh, now, wrestling wise, Kofi's a better wrestler than John Cena. I mean, there's no, you know, it's just an obvious. Right. Uh, Kofi's very talented. But by, by, by what I mean by that is he's kind of getting to the point where, like he kicks out almost any finisher uh, type of deal. Like nobody's ever going to put him down. He's beaten so many good people now. Uh, I mean, what do you, you know, is it, I'm nah. getting a John Cena feel from him, I see which is that. not a good thing. See that. Which I hate. Cause I really like Kofi Kingston. I don't want to feel that way. <laughs> talk me, talk me off the ledge, Matt. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like, jump, jump. Jump, you're right. Uh, all right, guys. The next one was the Tag Team Universal and Raw Women's uh, title up. So we had uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch against uh, Baron Corbin and the women's right, Lacey Evans. This is one where I was just kind of, – originally I was going into it like, uh, I don't care. I got to tell you, I don't care, which is sad to say because I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan. And I like Seth Rollins too, right? Um, I even – and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and say it. More recently, I've liked Corbin – as a, a you know he's he, i don't know i've I, i've warmed up to him and i like him as a villain and i like the fact that he enjoys the fact that people truly do hate him um but i just didn't i wasn't invested in this match at all but i was surprised it was actually pretty decent it wasn't a bad match well i think the biggest news that came out of this was uh you know he actually put becky in the end of days yes that was when i saw that yeah. i was like wow are they going to start really going intergender wrestling wow I mean, for that it kind of made sense because he is the villain. Uh, he is a you know a bad guy, and yeah. it does seem like something he would do. It steps but, up the know, feud too, right? It steps up yeah. that 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 boiling anger that Seth Rollins has now towards him, the seething hate. Yeah, um, but then of course the even bigger news is what happens after the match. So they kind of neglected all that and threw that out <laughs> in a way. <laughs> it, that's true, right? That kind of overshadows it when you see Brock Lesnar come out and decide to cash in, right? Yeah, did you guys were you guys expecting that for real? I mean, because every time we get Heyman come out saying, "Look, guys, this isn't a joke. This isn't kayfabe. I'm literally telling you what's happening." It usually happens. So when he was predicting that, did you guys really think Brock was going to come out, or did you just forget about it while you watched I, this? I didn't expect it. Uh, I did see reports that Brock was backstage, so it almost spoiled it for me. Oh. But uh, yeah, it's it stunk, but. Um, well, I mean, you have this big main event matchup like this, 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 you know, right. It was two titles, on both titles on the line, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's big. And then if you're, you know, huge win for, for Seth and Becky, but to overshadow it with this is, um, you know, it was a weird, little, it was, it was weird. It was shocking. It was, it was weirdly placed. Yeah. Uh, I guess in a way I wasn't shocked because I didn't want it to happen. So obviously it's what's going to happen. Uh, I have, I could care less about another Brock Lesnar uh, title reign. Right. It does nothing for me, personally. Uh, I don't hate Brock Lesnar. I think depending on his opponent, uh, that's how, what kind of match you're going to get. If he likes the opponent, it'll be a good match. If he doesn't care for who he's wrestling, then you're just he's going to be a paint-by-the-numbers type of deal. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you guys think one of the rumors I heard on the Psycho Sid's 
is that this is sort of a transition. He's going to be a transition champion this time. But that, to me, doesn't strike how they've been building Brock Lesnar up throughout his whole career. He's not mm-hmm. a transition type. No. Champion. And who's yeah. the transition to? To who? It might be. I don't know. It might be back Roman? to. It might Roman be back to. Roman and then create a, a Seth Roman feud. Or, yeah. I mean, potentially. Shattered Shield. They legit had nobody for. Uh, from what I read, they had nobody in that could possibly, uh, you know, wrestle Seth Rollins. There was, there was nothing that was going to work. Uh, for SummerSlam, and this was essentially to give Seth a SummerSlam opponent. Oh, kind of like, uh, again, throw the monster at him and have the good guy try to climb that mountain again. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's a little, like I already seen that this year, but I'm, yeah. I'm trying not to be too pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. They got plenty of really good heels that they just, and hopefully, and I am hopeful that things are going to change since they got some new people. Uh, kind of in charge now, but they got plenty of really good heels who could have been great opponents for Seth if they built them up very well. Uh, so that's kind of their own yeah. fault, really. It is. Me. It is. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously it's too, it's too late. You know, with they'd never be able to build somebody up credibly enough. You know, right within the next month. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it was kind of the only thing that they really could do. Nobody wanted to watch another Baron Corbin Seth Rollins match. Uh, no, no. You know what I mean. So yeah, it was unfortunately it was the only, it was they yeah they again they backed themselves. Into I mean, a they could have built up uh, maybe Drew McIntyre coming at him, but see that that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's, that's but who I was thinking the, of. the plan and yeah. rumor right now is for Taker and McIntyre at SummerSlam. Oh God, so. I don't want to see Taker anymore, dude. I love the guy, <laughs> but Jesus, let me have my last images of him being fucking badass back in the day. Not like yes. stumped over and barely moving around the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I hope that. Oh, that's horrible. All right. Let's move on yeah, to the week, guys. Yeah. Let's go on to. Let's, let's go on to Raw. Let's get more positive. Yeah. yeah. Let's go on to Raw and SmackDown. So what I'm going to do is on Raw, I'm going to name off all the segments that happened. And then you guys tell me what you thought stood out or what you liked. So we kicked it off with Brock Lesnar and Heyman. Heyman introducing a 10-man uh, cross-branded uh Battle Royale, including Rollins, Orton, Big E, Cesaro, Strowman, Mysterio, Corbin, Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns. Also, we had Ricochet and the Usos versus Robert Roode and the Revival. We also had the Viking Raiders going up against uh, Jobbers. We had Cedric Alexander versus Drew McIntyre. There was also Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, which ended with... Uh, an awesome surprise uh, appearance that I wasn't expecting. Zack Ryder versus Mike Kanellis, which I'm not going to get into. Lucha House Party, the club. And there was also uh, the four-way match, Naomi, Natalia, Carmella, and Alexa Bliss. And we had Miz TV with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, and then a 10 battle of Royale to close out the show. So what stood out to you guys? What do you guys want to talk about about Raw? Well, Bray Wyatt, obviously, is the big one. Yeah. The Fiend. Uh, the Fiend. Yeah. I will say before we get into Bray Wyatt, because I think that's the, by far the biggest news. Uh, overall, this was one of the better, for me, personally. This is one of the more entertaining Raws that they've had in a while. Uh, they had all kinds of stuff that I thought was at least <laughs> at least kind of good to very good. Yeah, there was in-between stuff. There was stuff that made oh, me yeah. go, oh, come on, stop. Yeah. The one thing they got to quit, though, and this is a, this is is a they've only started doing this recently, and it's a Vince McMahon thing. Is just let them wrestle through the TV through the through the commercial breaks. This whole stopping and starting matches thing ruins flows of matches, and it's very noticeable. And I it annoys me. I can't stand it. <laughs> uh, but um, 
Uh, there's a lot of stuff. Like, I thought the Ziggler and Miz stuff was pretty decent. The only thing I don't like about that is we've, they've already done this before. If yep. they're going to feud. Yep. Uh, but they're both really good on the mic. So, you know, it's whatever. Uh, I thought that I really like that uh, Alexander Cedric Alexander's getting some TV time. That guy's really good. Yep. And he's a local guy for me, so it's really cool to see him getting some time. And he goes over on a, uh, on McIntyre, so that was good for him. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, but of course, the one thing I just want to talk about all the time is that I watched this at least three, four times is the Bray Wyatt thing. <laughs> Matt, what were your highlights overall on the show? Yeah, the Bray Wyatt debut was really cool. Um, the way that they executed it, the the Battle Royal was, you know, or that, you know, that the number one contenders yeah. match was pretty cool. It was entertaining, dude. It was actually really entertaining for me. Yeah, they had some stars in there, which was good to see. And But, I mean, overall, I thought Raw really, really improved um, and slowly has been improving uh, overall. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So let's get into Bray Wyatt. So for a while, we were talking about this new persona. We didn't know the name. Now we know it's the fiend. It was the Matt, you know, this whole thing. How is he going to, and then our thoughts were, how is he going to debut? How is he going to just show up? Right. This was a great way to do it. And you know, they're building up now to be the demon versus the fiend. Yeah. I was reading somewhere and I hope this is a kind of an indication of where they're going to go with this, that what if they play as in like when it, like this next Monday, Finn goes looking for Bray and he finds him and Bray's dressed up in the sweater and everything and he's just so that uh, really nice happy-go-lucky guy and he doesn't know what Finn's talking about. <laughs> oh my god, how amazing would that yeah. be? That would be I cool. would freaking love that. That would be cool. <laughs> I would love it a lot. But I, uh, I kind of alluded to this before. The Psycho Sids are saying that uh, Finn has requested some time off starting after SummerSlam. Ooh. So this uh, could be a thing where the fiend kind of destroys the demon, right? Because there's the idea. Yeah. The, the thing is, the demon's never lost. When Finn fights as the demon in the E, he's been win. He's a winning record, no losses. Exactly. So this yeah. could be the one that loses, and the demon goes away. Yeah, that's kind of a thing. I mean, just to kind of give him some time off, he's requested it, and apparently they've said sure. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of my feeling. Uh, and he's a good feud, first feud for a returning Bray Wyatt. I mean, he's, Finn's such a great wrestler, so uh, and he can really sell for you. Uh, so I'm all for it. I am too, and it looked good. I had to tell you, we saw it on, um, you know, on the on the segments. It was almost like, how is this going to come across, uh, you know, live on the show? How is this character going to look? I felt like it came across very well. I agree. Uh, what a cool way to. This is the way you needed to to like show him in the ring like uh, for the very first time. Yep. Uh, so I really liked how they uh, premiered him this this way. Really, I mean, the crowd went, went bonkers, too. So it was done perfectly. Exactly. Um, on to SmackDown. Let's smack the down. All right. These were the things Let's that happened smack in Phil. SmackDown. Uh, so we opened the show with McMahon, uh, Shane McMahon hosting the town hall, listening to superstars kind of bitch about him. We also had a match, a <laughs> yes. full match, another full match of Aleister Black and Cesaro. Uh, Charlotte Flair went up against Liv Morgan super fast. Ember Moon and Bailey against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. There was New Day versus Samoa Joe, Elias, and Randy Orton. Uh, we had the Iconics versus the Kabuki Warriors. God, I hate that name. Uh, Andrade versus Apollo Crews. Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler ended the show. What were the highlights for you? What did you guys enjoy from this episode? Uh, I mean, really, anything Gavin Owens had his hand on, to be perfectly honest with you, it, it yeah. you know, it, it was very entertaining. 
uh, his bits with Shane, and and, and I, I understand Johnny's point of view with not wanting to, not wanting it to be another Stone Cold Steve Austin thing, but um, they were exciting bits. Shane did kill that first stunner by almost going for it preemptively. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Second one he sold very well. He did. He made up for it, and yeah, it was you know it was just another. The town hall was an interesting topic. Or uh. interesting segment to kind of go with. Yeah. Like it was. <laughs> yeah. uh. Uh, I'm only laughing because Chris, uh, when he was watching, he was texting me about that, and he's like, "This is such a weird thing." <laughs> That's yeah. kind of what I mean by interesting. It's it. Yeah. It, it was. It's, dude, I, I gotta like tell that's you, like when a it was backstage ha- segment you do, you don't call out everybody to. Yeah. You know, but I, th- I think it was all just to set up Kevin Owens getting them. Yeah, um, true. You know, guys, it, it was. Serves, for me, dude, I got to—I have to say about this at the beginning. I was when that happened, it just kept going, and I was just—I literally was just like, "Bischoff, really? This is how you're coming? Like, you're, this is how you're answering Heyman's writing right now? You're coming with this because this is not working for me." It was so weird. But then, like, at, as it started to develop, and at towards the end, like you said, Matt, it was building towards you know, you know, the whole thing with Owens and the stunner and that whole thing. But oh, I, I was kind of cringing. <laughs> I don't know how much blame we can really put, or blame or credit we can really give to Bischoff or him. Yeah, you're right. Just, we don't yeah, know it's, yet. It's, it's not official. We don't know officially how much control. When it was first announced, it was supposed to be a slow takeover. Right. And we've noticed bits and pieces, and the show's getting a little bit more, you know, a little more promising. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not entirely sure if we don't know how much control they have over that. So True, um, true. But, yeah, it, it was it was interesting in a weird point, in a weird in a, in a very weird, um, you know, aspect. What else, what else yeah. about the night did you enjoy? Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, end of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who you're talking to, so I'm just going to answer <laughs> too. Um, <laughs> uh, the whole I'm going to agree with Matt. The whole KO stuff was the was very entertaining to me too. I mean, my previous complaint is just that I really like KO, and I think he's he doesn't need to be a clone to to get over but uh it's still he's very good so highlight him more please i'm totally cool with that uh, the other thing that really that really stood out to me uh, and i'm very curious what you guys think did you actually watch uh, live morgan wrestle this past week i did i was gonna bring that up as one of the highlights for me and not highlights in a way yeah. where it's like oh this was super amazing highlights in what they're doing with her character now the gimmick that it seems yeah. like something else is coming right yeah i really really was intrigued by it and yes. honestly this uh, to me she's getting better and better in the ring uh so i'm all for this give give her some i think she can really really do some stuff if they give her a chance yeah that, so i was very intrigued by it too yeah the idea was that charlotte flair called her a fake and was nothing but like a blue-tongued something or other uh and then in, during this match it wasn't a, it wasn't a long match at all she uh you know flair basically dominates her to which morgan gets upset goes to Corey graves rips off his headset and says something about like you know charlotte was right uh i'm coming back real or uh, you know next time you see me i'll be real or something so easily it's like okay cool what's gonna happen with her right immediately i'm, I'm interested yeah because i mean she i mean as they've had her as of now I mean, calling her a blue tongue thing, it's kind of just the only thing she is, or was. Yeah. I mean, just from their writing. I mean, what else is there to know about her, really, besides she was in that faction for a little faction for a little bit? Uh, so I'm all for this. Uh, give some of these new people a shine and see what they can do. True. 
Uh, was there any part of the night? Uh, uh, oh, Cesaro and Black, another amazing match, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, it was. God. I'll watch these guys wrestle, uh, I don't know, over and over. I'm good with it. Uh, yeah, fight forever, fight forever. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go to let's go to the end of the night, right? So Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler was a good match, uh, but I loved also what we saw happening when when Shane brought out all the goons and they're surrounding the ring. You know what I mean? It it was one of these things where people were really starting to cheer for Kevin Owens, and again, it felt like the old Stone Cold days, but it still felt I don't know invigorating. Like finally, we're doing something fun, something that we can get behind. Yes, and it was really nice to see him kind of KO, kind of uh, get the edge over Shane. He kind of outsmarted the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I I like that. Just don't do that every time. I mean, the the face still has to kind of take some lumps too to make it more believable. Uh, but I was very happy to see this. You know, I'm, as a KO fan, uh, you know, and this Thunder, like you guys said, was way was way <laughs> Shane took it way better than the first one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ziggler. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed Ziggler's Stunner was kind of weak. He literally stayed on his feet for it. Like he didn't he didn't drop to his nothing. He just stayed on his feet and then fell backwards. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. But overall, but, you know, one of my favorite one of my favorite things though was that first stunner that Vince McMahon ever took from Stone Cold. <laughs> I've watched that thing a million times and how he takes it. It's one of the greatest things ever. What was he shaking after? Yeah, the one where he shakes after. Yeah, yeah. Tremors, yeah. yeah. he takes it in the first place. It's so great. That's yeah. amazing. I still say The Rock is the best. The Rock sells it. He's oh, literally flopping. He was the best because he, yeah, because of how he oversells it. That's amazing. He's, the, that too. he's the fish out of yeah. water, right? Yeah. But just go back and watch Vince take that first stunner and see how <laughs> just watch oh, it. Oh, I'll have to go back. Glory. I'll have to go back and revisit <laughs> that. Uh, so this week was okay, dude. I got to tell you, E at least is putting in the effort. It's try- it's trying to say, okay, guys, p- keep paying attention, right? We've got more things coming down the pike. Uh, so there's promise, uh, and I'm glad for it. I'm glad for the fact that AEW is putting out stuff that's giving us amazing content, but it's also making other promotions now step up their game it's making the indie guys step up their game it's literally you know the treasure trove it's exactly what we needed as wrestling fans yeah for sure uh it's it's just nice to see and it's really nice to feel optimistic about them <laughs> yeah for it sure. is it, it really it's refreshing so uh last thoughts guys before we head out of here because i'm done i got nothing else to say i think i'm good I'm I'm fantastic. So let's let's go. Count us down. All righty. So uh, we're done. If you guys are in the area coming up August third uh, in Western New York area, we're having the first ever Western New York PodCon showcase. It's a podcast convention. You can find Matt and myself of Harley Kayfabe. We'll be there. Uh, a whole number of other local and surrounding area podcasts and a few vendors as well. So come out. What's the address there, uh, Matt? Twenty one seventy six Liberty Drive in Niagara Falls, New York. That's August 3rd. It's going from 10 to 6. Am I right on that? Or 9 to 6? That's 10 to 6, uh, and it's only 10 hours to get to, to the door. You get to enjoy, yeah, like I said, various live shows, vendors, shopping. Prizes. And, uh, pri- prizes, trivia, uh, seminars. I mean, we're, we're, we're really loading up here. Uh, so we're, ex- we're, we're very excited for this. Uh, Heck yeah. Great. Heck yeah, it's coming. And also keep an eye out. There's more coming from Hardly k Baby. We've got some cool things planned for you guys in the future. Uh, we appreciate all your support. Uh, so for Matt Johnson, for Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez. Thanks so much for listening to another week of Hardly k Let's take it home, boys. Oh!